This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 15. Verse 21 says, They compelled one passing by, coming from the country, Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to go with him that he might bear his cross. One of the greatest crossings in the maturing of our faith is the moment in which there is the dawning of that complete and total understanding that actually nothing in our lives as believers is without purpose and without design. Briefly, in the text of Mark's Gospel, there is the mention of one Simon of Cyrene. Little is really known about this man except that he played a profound role in history. And and an even more profound role in his history. I think when Simon got up that morning, he must have had little, if any, idea of what that day held for him. I think some of the most incredible roads we will travel in this life come with little or no warning. Perhaps that's why it is, quote, impossible to please God without faith, end quote. Simon, he was a man from North Africa, a region called Cyrene, and thus he was no doubt of black African descent. Many might consider this whole issue just a triviality in the scope of what is happening out there in the crucifixion of Christ. But you know, Jesus was not deterred by these events. It seemed he intended to complete his tasks, all of his tasks, and that included just one more foray into earthly ministry, one last disciple to bring on board. What occurred there that day must have had a profound effect upon this Simon. The mention of his children by name lends to the idea that Mark came to know all of them personally, and it is commonly believed that Simon, Simeon, excuse me, mentioned in Acts 13.1 is the same man, Simon, who here and carried the cross of Jesus. A man by the name of Rufus, quite likely the very son of this Simon, is included in the family of the redeemed, listed in Romans 16, verse 13. Apparently, Simon became not only the man that he was meant to be, but the father he was called to be. So Simon was compelled to carry the cross. The Greek original says he was pressed into service, quote-unquote. I think many folks can understand that situation, for it seems they too must carry his cross even today. Luke 14, 27 says, Whoever doesn't bear his own cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. Verse 22 says, They brought him to a place called Golgotha, which is being interpreted means the place of the skull. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh to drink, but he didn't take it. Crucifying him, they parted his garments among them, casting lots on them, what each should take. 
So now Jesus was brought to the place of the skull, the place of crucifixion. He was offered here in wine mixed with myrrh. And you need to know that myrrh um, was traditionally used for both a painkiller and, ironically, an embalming agent. Or maybe you know that myrrh goes way back in the life of Jesus. Actually, all the way back to his birth when a group of wise men came to visit this newborn king and brought him some myrrh. The soldiers there, gambling at the foot of the cross, gambled for the clothes of Jesus, fulfilling the prophecy of Psalms chapter 22, verse 18. Can you even imagine such a scene? Gambling for the clothes of the crucified Savior of humanity. Verse 25 says it was the third hour when they crucified him. The superscription of his accusation was written over him, the king of the Jews, quote-unquote. King of the Jews. Was this a crime worthy of execution? The Gospel of John records that the Jewish leaders fought Pilate on this inscription, but Pilate held his ground. Perhaps he had already come to know what was truth. Verse 27 says, With him they crucified two robbers, one on his right hand and one on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says he was counted with the transgressors. Luke records that one of these thieves found the peace that had eluded him throughout his life while the other passed into eternity, hanging on to his stubborn heart. It has been said that of these three, one died in sin, one died to sin, and one died for sin. Jesus died between the two of them, identifying with them and their sin. He was there. He was there with them when they die, just as he is with us. You see, we all will exit. But how is the only thing that we can affect? Verse 29 says, Those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Ha! You who destroy, who will destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priests, mocking among themselves with the scribes, said, He saved others, but he can't save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, now come down from the cross, that we may see and believe him. Those who were crucified with him also insulted him. Those around him continued to ridicule and blaspheme as he was dying. Ironically, they were finally accusing him of something that he actually was guilty of doing, and that's of saving others. Little did they know that he was actively doing that right then, right at that moment. Matthew one twenty one says, She shall give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for it is he who shall save his people from their sins. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. 
For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. 